Trump blows up CNN. An old quarterback is bitter about being relegated to a backup role and has a rather stupid excuse as to why it's happening. And leftists are running on crap that used to be something that no one talked about. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope everyone's having a good day. Well, the Biden administration's not. Uh, apparently, and I haven't read this whole thing. I need to finish reading it before I actually make comments about it. But <coughs> apparently the corruption with the Biden, administ- Biden family is pretty deep. It involves 17 of the family members. It involves 20 businesses being created. It involves some crazy number of banks that are being investigated. Money. I mean, Biden's grandkids were receiving money from foreign entities while Biden was vice president. We're not... One of the things the media keeps pushing is that the uh, Biden presidency, Biden was receiving all this money when he wasn't vice president or wasn't president, and now it's turning out none of that is true. He was receiving money as vice president, and there's actual examples of the corruption of the policies that he changed in order to receive some of that money. It's going to be, I have to read this stuff. It is wild. And some of this stuff is, the investigations have just started. So they don't even have all the information yet. For example, they've discovered 17 businesses that were definitely started by the Biden family. And we can call it the Biden cartel now. And... They say, yeah, well, it probably goes beyond 20. We just don't have all the information yet. Now, what gets really weird is that the FBI and the CIA were asked to give information, were asked to give paperwork that they had because they were investigating, and both bureaucracies said, no, we're not giving that stuff up. This should be amazing news and nobody is covering it byron donalds a republican from texas he went online he goes i don't understand we've got so much information here we're still researching this and anybody who comes over and gets what we have could win a pulitzer prize This is Richard Nixon Watergate kind of stuff here. And nobody seems interested in talking about it. Even Fox News is barely touching on it. It's absolutely incredible. (coughs) Of course, you know what I think about Fox News. So that shouldn't be much of a shock. I'm beginning to lose a lot of interest in Fox News. But this is amazing stuff and no one is dealing with it absolutely incredible and then joe biden still has in less than 12 hours title 42 ends and there is a going to be a rush of illegal immigrants trying to get into the country now greg abbott the governor of texas is dealing with this and one of the ways he's dealing with this is he's sticking the national guard on the border and the national guard is preventing the illegal aliens from crossing the border. 
preventing. Like they are, they've set up barbed wire all along the border, and they've got armed National Guardsmen and police forces that are sitting on the border in riot gear and telling illegal immigrants, go back, you're not allowed in. Now, you'd think the Biden administration would be like, okay, well, not be obvious about the fact that they want illegal aliens in the country. You'd think they'd be really obvious. They wouldn't be so obvious about it. They, they told Greg Abbott he can't do that, that it's a federal issue. Well, you guys aren't doing anything. And that's what Greg Abbott said. We're not stopping. These guys are doing nothing. We are going to continue to send illegals back. Or we'll keep sending them to Chicago, to New York. In New York, they're beginning to send illegal aliens up into the um, suburbs of New York. So they're sending them to other neighborhoods, other counties in New York, from New York City, because they can't handle them. And a couple of counties, I can't remember what the county is called, but one of the guys said, hey, we never were for this. Understand something, New York is a blue state. But New York's, but most of New York is actually red. They're not. They don't believe in this crap. And and so they said. I think it was Hobbs County or something like that. New York City was sending illegal aliens. They said, "Listen, we didn't vote for any of this crap. We don't believe in any of this crap." This is what the one of the commissioners said. And you know, you guys are the same. We're not. Keep them where you are. You deal with them. We're not equipped. For any of this. So Title 42 ends again. The um, the border is being invaded. There are 10,000 people crossing a day. 10 to 11,000 people crossing a day this week. This week. They're expecting 5 million people to cross for the rest of the year. There are lines of people. Fox News is covering this. There are lines of illegal, potential illegal immigrants waiting just to cross the border. And nobody has any plans on how this is going to be handled. Now, Joe Biden did say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, there, there will be things. Uh, there will be some chaos. And, but when asked, well, how long will there be chaos? He does, no, nah, I don't know. Well, he does know. It'll be until the end of time there'll be chaos. Because that's what they're trying to push. Other news, um, Donald Trump decided to hold a town hall with CNN. I thought this was a very bad idea. Well, it turned out it was a very bad idea for CNN. Donald Trump destroyed the host of the town hall, Caitlin Collins. Of course, Caitlin Collins did, and she did, she did what I thought she was going to do. She, January 6th, um, uh, election interference or election uh, fraud, things like that. She brought up everything that Trump is not popular for. Unfortunately, CNN actually did this town hall correctly. They had a bunch of real conservative Republicans in the audience, and no one cared. And Donald Trump actually tore this gal apart. At one point, she, she flat out lied a few times. Uh, one of the things she lied was about January 6th. She had said that January 6th, it was his responsibility to secure Congress, and it was his responsibility to secure Washington, D.C. 
that he should have had the National Guard and extra uh, Capitol Police out. And he said that's not his job. That's Nancy Pelosi's job. That is absolutely true. And she kept arguing him. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And Washington, D.C., as far as the National Guard, Trump said, I did offer National Guardsmen to Muriel Bowser, who is the mayor of Washington, D.C. She refused to take it. And she said, no, that's not true. Yes, it is true. By the way, we know it's all true. Do you know how we know it's all true? The Capitol Police wrote about it in their report. This Caitlin Collins was not ready for him. Then she started accusing him of January 6th and everything, right? And Donald Trump said, no, none of that's true. And she said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he pulled out an article. He pulled out his timelines. He pulled out reports, some of them from CNN. So everything, he had proof that she was lying. I mean, he, he destroyed her. He absolutely destroyed her. And he was funny. Now, the only problem I had with it, of course, and this is the problem I had, I have with all Trump supporters, it was still all about Donald Trump. There was very little brought up about Joe Biden. I think this is a huge mistake. I think you need to point to Joe Biden and say, look at the freaking disaster that is Joe Biden in this country. And they did bring it up like when they talked about the border. Trump pushed the border. Trump pushed some things that that um, were relevant. But for the most part, this gal did succeed in just trying to make this about Trump. So I again, um, daily wide there are a lot there's lots of coverage over the town hall. I'm not gonna go into sound bites or anything like that because I I just think it's covered and you can listen to it some places else. And I've got a lot of other stories. So I, here's a here's a new story. Here let's get back into some of the culture wars. So what's really sad is when people just don't get that they're too old or not good enough, especially when they are in sports. And one of the individuals who's having a real hard time dealing with things is Cam Newton. So according to the New York Post, Cam Newton is not his 2015 MVP self anymore. But the three-time Pro Bowler says there's another right reason why he's still a free agent. Over the okay, put an asterisk next to why he's a free agent. He doesn't have to be a free agent. We'll get to that in a second. Over the years, Newton has grown out his hair for dreadlocks, and he suggests that the reason why he remained unsigned throughout 2022 season is still and is still looking for a job. In other words, his haircut. Quote, it's just, it's been hindered. And I'm not, a cha- I'm not changing, he said to Josina uh, Anderson's Undefined podcast. Quote, people have hinted towards to say like, yes, that's what he said. Okay, so he doesn't speak English. That could be a problem. People that have hinted towards to say like, quote, Cam, we want you to go back to 2015 clean cut cam. But what was a different, but that was a different me. Right now, where I am at, 
It's about embracing who I am. New, the New England Patriots signed him during his dreadlocks phase, and he started 15 games for them in 2020. He returned to Carolina Panthers in 2021 and played eight games. Okay, here's the thing. Um, he was offered a contract. He was offered a contract to play second string, and he refused. I believe it was two different teams that offered him a contract as a bench quarterback, and he refused. Now, let's go over, let's go over some things, okay? So, 2015, he had a great year. He played 16 games. They went 15-1. He had a 60% uh, passing percentage. He had um, 35 touchdowns with only 10 interceptions. He had five fumbles. Four, only four lost. So he had a great season in 2015. Let's take a look at 2021. He went 0-5. He had a 54, 55% passing rating. He had uh, four touchdowns and five interceptions. And he had four fumbles in five games. One lost. Let's look at 2020. He played 15 games. He went 7-8. and eight. He had a 66% passing rating, uh, uh, passing percentage. That's good. He had eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions. That's not great. He had five fumbles with one lost. Okay, not great. In 2019, he played two games because he was injured. He went 0-2, 56% uh, passing percentage. No touchdowns, one interception, and two fumbles lost. So he had no touchdowns and three turnovers. And then it, it just it just is the same thing. So since 2018, the guy has done dick on the football field. 2018, it's 2021 that he was kicked off the team. It sounds like he became a pretty iffy quarterback. A lot of turnovers, not a lot of touchdowns, great passing percentage. I always thought he had a great arm. But he was always kind of iffy. And then his rushing went down. Everything just went to hell. Doesn't sound like it had a lot to do with his haircut. By the way, having dreadlocks in the NFL, I'd say probably 20 to 25% of the players have dreadlocks in the NFL. If you ever wondered if people have dreadlocks... Just watch the first uh, preseason game that's coming up soon in, in August and take a look how many people have dreadlocks underneath their helmets that, that, is, that is spilling from their helmets. The I think every cornerback has dreadlocks. Every running back in the... I think it's almost a requirement that you have dreadlocks if you're a cornerback or a running back. This is stupid. But um, he sure decided to continue. You know, he decided to, to run the dreadlocks. He's got to blame something. At least he didn't blame he was racist. Okay, so continuing with the article, but before rejoining the team that selected him as the first pick in 2011, that's the Carolina Panthers, he said teams were insinuating he should have gotten a haircut. Quote, there was hints toward it, end quote, he said via Bleacher Report. Quote, and again, a lot of great counsel from a lot of people. And the thing 
that is always mentioned is, quote, yo, Cam, you scaring people the way you look, end quote. And I would say, yo, I'm not going to name names, but there's other quarterbacks that's in the league and don't look like me, but they don't got long hair. They don't scare them, do they? So we can go tit for tat, tat for tit with it. But I would just turn and nod and say, that's not the reason why I'm not in the NFL. And then this is the big part. Cam Newton reportedly turned out an offer from at least one team last season. So he's been offered contracts. And by the way, he's disproving his argument here. He said there are other quarterbacks with long hair. No one's telling them to cut their hair. Yes, that's right. No one is telling them to cut their hair. Because no one is telling anybody to cut their hair in the NFL. There are lots of dreadlocks, lots of long hair in the NFL. It's the way you're playing. But these guys, these old men, you got to almost feel sorry for them. Because... Obviously, these are people that are really just can't let go. And we could talk. There are a lot of people that just can't let go. All right, let's move on. I, I love I, I love this. Uh, I love when Democrats just run on stupid crap. And they continue to hold on to this leftist narrative. And that leftist narrative is going to end up killing them. So here are two uh, leftists that are running that have said some really stupid things. Okay. Here is Candy Sedabaka, who is running for Denver City Council. Now, I don't know what Candy is. She's a person of color. I can't tell if she's Hispanic. I can't tell if she's black. Sedabaka doesn't give me much. That's more Hispanic. Uh, She's running for Denver City Council. And she thinks the best way to get herself elected is to raise taxes on white-owned businesses and give money back to black-owned businesses. In other words, redistribution. <coughs> Basically, communist redistribution. Let's listen to what she said. Capitalism was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. And a check today could not... Um, undo the cumulative impact of generations of that stolen wealth in all of those categories. And so I think it has to come in the form of land, labor, and resources in an ongoing fashion. And there are structures that we have that could be flipped to begin to do that that reparations. Um, In fact, my opponent here mentioned Five Points and the Corridor and what has happened to our businesses there. Part of what has catalyzed that um, exponential decimation of black businesses is the Five Points bid, the Business Improvement District, which further steals um, from the community through taxation. And I think there's a model that could be redistributed. Instead of a bid collecting extra taxation from the black and brown businesses that are struggling, you could be collecting those extra taxes from white-led businesses all over the city and redistributing them to black and brown-owned businesses who are not part of it or who are simply just black or brown-owned. And that's one way to give back. 
um, in the business form fashion. I think when we talk about um, resources being returned, this is where consumer-owned or municipally-owned resources are important because we are locked out of owning our control or over our basic needs like um, water or utilities or any of those things. There is a way for us to change that structure and put black and brown people in ownership positions over our basic needs. I also really um, want to point out that the basic income project uh, could be, if it were focused, uh, an important way to return a check to an individual in an ongoing fashion, but in its current format, is not reparations or not close to reparations. One, it doesn't focus on black and brown people. Two, what they are experimenting with is unhoused people, and it's not a livable or prosperous wage, it is a welfare wage. And we know how that has worked. Those types of checks have not served us well, and we need to go far beyond um, welfare wages and go to prosperous wages, because we don't want to just survive anymore, and reparations goal should not be survival, it should be repairing the harm which is this entire economy. Thank you. I mean, she's hit all the leftist talking points here. Oh, stolen land, systemic, the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing she's hit here. Um, there are a couple of problems with her idea. Actually, there are a few problems with her idea. First, most business is extremely complicated. So larger businesses aren't owned by maybe a single white person. They're owned by a group, and that group could be made up of just about any race. So if you're going to sit back and you're going to attack, let's say, a Walmart or a Costco or a Winco or any one of those basic big box stores, big stores that make a lot of money, yeah, you can't take extra taxes from them because they're not necessarily made up of white ownership. So who would you be attacking? You would be attacking the small business that happens to be white-owned. And you'd be redistributing to the small business that is black-owned, whatever that means. So this is, this is a really bad idea. And then something that just no, these people don't get... This is simple socialistic redistribution. That's all it is. This has never been popular. Never been popular. And that brings up the third problem. This is an unpopular idea. People have tried to do this crap. It A, never works. B, who's the government to take the taxes? The government is determining everything. Take the taxes and give, the ta give that money to somebody else. Well, we already know what's going to happen with that. They're going to take the taxes and use it for something else. Taxes is theft, as far as I'm concerned. No need for it. So here's another one. And this is, Virginia has had enough with the bullshit that the Democrats are pushing. Especially when it comes to this gender ideology and the, uh, and the, state knows how to deal with your kids better and the teachers should be able to teach whatever they want and parents should have no say. 
this was a big issue for them to the point that they went from a Democratic governor to a Republican governor. They went from a Democratic state Senate and state legislature to a Republican state legislature. It, it, it basically killed the Democrats in the state of Virginia. Well, there's this gal named Jessica Anderson who is running for the Virginia House of Delegates. And people are really touchy about who's running, especially with Democrats. Well, somebody was going through her TikTok videos and they found a video that they found, they found very disturbing. And they re-released this video into the wild in Virginia. And this video went viral. And now she's got some questions to answer. So let's listen to what she had to say. This gal's name, by the way, oh, do I even have her? Jessica Anderson, that's her name. So let's listen to what Jessica had to say about the school system as she's getting ready to run for the Virginia House of Delegates. I'm sorry, but I've seen some of the parents that live in Virginia. You should not have... Um, be dictating what your daughter and son's curriculums look like. If you want to do that, there's a thing called homeschool. Indoctrinate them there, but not in my kids' public school. So please go vote for Terry. Please and thank you. Vote. Vote like your life depended on it. Okay, first off, this gal sounds nuts. And if you saw the video, she looks nuts. And nobody, nobody from Congress, who's running for a political office, should have either a man bun or purple hair. This gal has purple hair. This person should not be in a position of power. And of course, what she said, she doesn't quite get. The reason parents voted Democrats out in 2021 is because they were tired of their kids being indoctrinated. People are homeschooling. Do you realize that homeschooling is up 20% since the pandemic? 20%? There are now companies that are offering their services to help groups of parents homeschool? This is now a business option? I am thinking of starting my own business where... I just homeschool kids because I have the degrees. I have what's necessary. I even have the licenses. I might as well go do that and get paid for it because there is, especially in California, there's a huge uh, demand for it. Yeah, well, this went viral. She has no chance. She's going to lose this election. Okay, we'll we'll do one more story, and I think this is a big these 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 stories are uh, this is a pretty big story because the fight against the church continues. It really does, and I, actually, I might cover two stories here. So, according to the Biden, I, I can't I can't even I can't even introduce this. It is so offensive and disgusting and obvious. According to the Post Millennial. The Biden administration has threatened to revoke the accreditation of St. Francis Hospital South in Oklahoma, a Catholic health system that serves Medicare and Medicaid patients due to the hospital's eternally lit candle 
in its chapel, which is considered a religious symbol, OCPA reports. By the way, it's, it, in churches, there are candles that are eternally lit. They're, they are actually, they, they do stay lit or they stay lit most of the time. They're gigantic candles. They're typically to the right of the altar, the right next to where the priest gives his sermon. Lori Wyndham, a vice president and senior counsel at the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, stated that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services threat violates federal law and the First Amendment. And of course it does. The article continues later. The St. Francis candle, which has been burning uninterrupted since the hospital's opening in 1960, was recently declared a fire hazard by a federal surveyor during the inspection, Wyndham said. The surveyor specifically asked to see the chapel to determine if there was a living flame and ultimately issued a citation demanding the candle be snuffed out, she added. Okay, so... First off, those flames are that that candle is lit for a reason. It's to say that the light of God is always there. You're supposed to walk into the chapel, see that candle, and know that the light of God will is there for you. Okay. Now notice that this person specifically wanted to see the chapel. This is a hospital. If you've ever been in a hospital chapel, they are the size of a room in a house. It's very small. And if you've ever seen the candle in a Catholic church that's lit eternally, these candles are gigantic. They're not going to fall. Even an earthquake is probably not going to knock those things down. And these candles, very small flame. And these candles are typically sitting on uh, hard ground, not carpet or whatever. But even if these candles fell, they're not going to start a fire. So this person specifically asked to see the chapel. And it, and they do that for a reason. Because the Catholic Church, that's what they do. They, they keep a candle lit. This guy was looking for a reason to cause a problem. He didn't look in any of the rooms to make sure that they were clean. He didn't do any of that. He wanted the chapel. This is absolutely disgusting. But it shows what leftism is. Catholicism, especially Catholicism and Judaism, which have a tendency to be more conservative when it comes to religion, their religious practices. They go right after them. They're going to attack. And we got to get wipe out religion. Well, there's going to be a lawsuit, and guess what? They're going to win. And... Um, Okay, I think we'll I think we'll we'll call it. We will do a podcast tomorrow. It won't be very long. I think I only have a few stories. Maybe there there will be a uh, uh, some news because Title Forty Two ends. It might be worth taking a look at that. I I have three more stories, and one is more of a PSA, a public service announcement. So we'll take a look at that. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. God bless you all.